Hello and welcome to the Crochet Circle podcast, episode 36, Frolicking with Hooligans. I hope you're all doing well. It is flaming cold round here today. We had our first proper, proper frost um, last night and I'm recording out in my office as usual. Looking out the window, I can just see the grass is just white and you might hear a little click every now and then in the audio that is my... um, I've got an oil-fired heater, so apologies if you hear that, but it's either that or my teeth chattering, and I figure it's probably better to try and be semi-warm. But I might also have like a mug of hot tea in my hands at all times today, because it's pretty chilly. <laughs> um, things are well here. Um, it's been a busy old month. I have got a reasonable amount to talk about, but um, it's probably not as full a podcast as usual. Um... I've been really creative, but it's not necessarily been crochet creative. So I've been doing lots of um, pottery, lots of bag mating, lots of other bits and pieces for the shop because I've got a big show coming up in London at the end of this week. <laughs> the day that the podcast goes live is the first day of Yarn Podium. It's in Westminster Hall, so this is a massive, massive deal for for me and my business and I'm really excited but also really really nervous at the same time. I'm in with some pretty big hitting yarn companies and yarn brands and it's quite a step up for little old me and what I do but I'm hoping it will be well received and the very crux of it is that I've got two lovely friends that are coming through to help me, Beck and Jenny, so you know At the very least, I will be in good company and have a good fun weekend down in London. Um, At the very best, my stuff will be really well received. Um, So that's why there's maybe not as much output kind of crochet woolly terms as normal. First things first, sock along. The response to this has been absolutely incredible. I'm so proud to see so many of you trying your first socks. Um, But there are so many beautiful yarn combinations that people have been pulling together for their socks. So many beautiful pairs of socks shown in the finished objects threads on Ravelry and on Instagram. I'm I'm so proud of you all because crocheted socks are not easy, but I really hope, and I know I've had lots of nice feedback from people, but I hope that all of the blogs that people have pulled together have been really helpful for you. Um, the latest one that's just come out is from um, Karen Woolley and that is all about crochet sock heels are not scary. There's a little blip with Catherine's coming out so that's coming out and then it will be out by the time this podcast comes up and that is on customising socks. So you've got a wealth of information to go back to. In the show notes I've kept all of the blog posts there as well so you can pinpoint to them. Um, so please do go and check them out. There's so much good information there on how to crochet socks and how to start customising and what to do with colours and patterns. Um, It's a really good resource that's being pulled together. So huge thank you to everybody for taking part. There are a couple of days left as I record. My crocheting socks are, yeah, they're definitely, I'll show you them on en route. I just haven't had time to get to them, Um, which I feel really shameful about because... I set up the cal and I haven't managed to finish um, my project and I don't think I'm going to be able to pull it out the bag before the end of Wednesday. Um, so I'll show you how far I've got. 
Um, but yeah, huge, huge thanks to everybody who put time into the blog post. It's no mean feat to pull together a blog post. It can take hours. I think with all the research I put into mine, it took me about six hours to pull together that post. So huge thank you to everybody um, that put the effort in there. And if you've not thought about doing crochet socks and you didn't take part in the cal, go and have a look in the chatter thread in Claudia's group, the Crochet Luna podcast on Ravelry and the finished objects thread in Catherine Crofton and Treats um, Ravelry group and also on Instagram. If you go to hashtag SockAlong2018FO, you can see finished objects there. Um, there's just so much inspiration available to you and so much help if you need it and want it. So because we've still got a few more days left, I can't do anything yet to tell you who the winners are of the prizes or yet pull together a nice slideshow of all of the um, the different finished objects. So I think what I'm going to do is when I get back from your Emporium, um, try and pull together a really nice deck and show you all of the finished objects and pull the prizes at that point. But I need to, I want to talk to Tamara and... Catherine and Claudia as well about how we're going to pull for prizes so um, and then hopefully we can all share the deck that I've pulled together of the finished objects so that might be something that comes um, mid-month and we can all share and you know reinvigorate you on crocheted socks once again right talking of prizes for the cal we've had some more come in Lovely Sandra Cherry Heart. She has um Cherry Heart podcast. She's had a new shawl pattern come out called the Linden Bee shawl. It's really lovely. Um I'll pop photos into the show notes. Um and she's offered us some patterns as prizes. So they will be going out to some lucky winners. And we also had um Nikki is a lady who runs a yarn shop over in North Wales in Clendudno. And Nikki, one, runs a yarn shop, but she's also a dyer, an independent dyer. And the yarn shop and her dyeing business is called You Felty Thing. And Nikki got in touch and said, I would love to send you a prize. Would that be appropriate? Uh, yes, of course, of course it would. And what she sent over is the most beautiful softest skein of yarn it's absolutely gorgeous so the colorway is called deep sunset and you know when you get that summer sunset and it's all the pinks and purples and almost like a navy blue in there as well hints of um, a light cordially color so it's all of those sunset colors and the base is incredible it's 50% silk and 50% camel so it has this beautiful sheen on it and it's just so soft to the touch. It's absolutely gorgeous. So this is going out as one of the um, prizes. And she's also popped a little um, stitch marker on there as well. It's a four ply, so a light fingering weight. 100 grams is 400 metres. And I'm actually hoping to go over and see Nikki because she opened her yarn shop, I think, I don't think it's, it's, it's even been a year, and I think it's quite a small shop at the moment and she's got the chance to extend, which she's doing in the next couple of weeks. And I think if anybody is in and around the kind of Cheshire, Liverpool, North Wales area and you wanted to go and check out a local yarn shop, I think Nikki is still on track for opening the larger side of the yarn shop as well on the 17th of November. 
So I might I might just see if I can get over there and show her a bit of support and have a little day trip out to Llandudno. Um, if anyone fancies joining me, let me know. Um, but yeah, it was really nice of um, Sandra and Nikki to give up some more prizes for the podcast. We've got a lovely little prize haul um, for the sock cow. So I'm going to move on to Final Destination. It's kind of Final Destination and Designs in Progress rolled into one. Because all of the stuff that I've finished off um, are things that I've designed. And whilst I like to try and show you other people's designs at the moment, I've been working hell for leather to get um, stuff, new patterns out the door that I can launch at your Emporium when I've got three of them. <laughs> so that's one of the things that's taken up just a load of my time in the last couple of months. Um, I am wearing one of them, which is called Aria, and I have one behind me on Claude, which I'm showing off. And you've heard me reference Aria over the last couple of podcasts. Um, these were the ones I bought the Rivernets um, skeins for. Do you remember that massive haul that I had, um, which started with the Mermaid colourway and the Fuchsia mini skein? And then, so that was the crocheted four ply version. Love it, I really love it. I previously was not a fan at all of um like deep v-neck shawls, and then I made Aria, and I thought, oh, actually, they look really quite nice. So I'm I'm completely converted now. Previously, I wouldn't have worn them at all, and I know other people feel the same way about them. Um, the knitted one isn't just quite as deep as the crocheted one, as you would expect. Um, they are both done using intarsia as a technique and the knitted one uses garter stitch. Um, but yeah, each shawl uses two 100 gram skeins, 400 metres, 437 yards of a four ply light fingering weight yarn and one mini skein, which means that actually what you could do is have a self-coloured main colour or a semi-tonal and then use um, a scrap of yarn left over from another project that could be variegated for what are represented as little mermaid fins coming down almost like a spine through the project um that's that was the that was the inspiration behind the shawl so it was all about mermaids and um, i mentioned before that i'm heading up to scotland towards the end of november and there's a massive beautiful sculpture up there called aria which is where I got the name for, for this shawl. And I'm hoping at night she's lit up in all of the colours of the mermaid shawl, the crocheted version. And I'm hoping that I can get up there and um, photograph it in kind of the light dusk as I've got this shawl on and just show Aria, meeting Aria. My dad said he'll drive me up there so we can go and do it. So that's kind of what I've been working on flat out to try and get the shawls done tech edited, written, everything all done, ready for um, your emporium so as usual if this is a pattern that you're interested in because you're part of Crochet Clan um, you can get 50% off both of those patterns and the next one I'm going to show you as well um, I'll have it already set up it will run through till midnight on the 10th of November and it will just be Crochet Clan in capitals. That's how you get your 50% discount on the patterns. But if you've never been that sure about doing intarsia crochet, the crocheted one 
uses um, linen stitch, which also can be known as tweed stitch or moss stitch for crochet. And it's quite an easy way of teaching intarsia because you only have three balls of yarn on the go. Um, so it does make it a little bit easier. It's also exceptionally quick to work up because it's linen stitch. So it's just a double crochet, single crochet in US terminology and a chain. And that's all you're doing pretty much with the intarsia. But once you've got to grips with that on the first couple of um, mermaid fins, then it's really easy to do. And it uses a four millimeter G6 crochet hook. So it's speedy. This is under 20 hours to actually make. And I just love, if you've got the right variegated yarn, it is just beautiful. I really love it. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for a different kind of a shawl that's got a slightly different technique to it and you are a fan of a V, a deep V shawl um, or not and you want me to convert you, then have a go at this one. It's a really very memorable um, pattern, so it's not one where you would have to keep on reverting back to the pattern. It's easy to memorise, it's easy to take out as a project elsewhere when you're out and about. So I said this is always also a bit of um, designs in progress. So what I want to do is take you through the um, the DK version as well. So again, I was using Rivenet's yarn for this, but I've just used semitonal colours. So the main colour is a really dirty, mustardy, olivey green colour. I love it. It's just so up my street. And then the little mermaid triangle fins that um, create this spine down the centre are in quite a deep tealy jade colour. And because Becky and Marcus at Rivernets do their 20 gram mini skeins in um, their four ply and I needed DK, I just simply held it two strands double. And it's a really neat way of getting a very similar weight to the double knitted weight. Um, and getting that same density of stitches going through. So this isn't, it's, I need to weave in the ends, I've blocked it. And if you're coming to your emporium, this fellow will be over on the Rivernet stand for people to go and have a squidge off. And I just, I really like it. Um, DK is just so much faster. I can see why people would say, I don't use four ply, I don't go below like DK or a sport weight. I can see why that would be the case. This one actually took me nine hours to do. That was all. So if you were looking for like a Christmas present make where you could have something nice and quite sizable, this is not a bad one to go for. It uses a 5.5mm crochet hook. Um, and yeah. So this one isn't coming out yet it's going to probably be the next podcast before I'm releasing this one because I also need to work on the knitted one um, so if you're only interested in the DK one hold off for that because I will do the same discount on it it will be 50% off as well um, but yeah I'm really pleased with this one and it, again it was one of those kind of mindless once you've got the pattern I could just sit and crack on with it or do a couple of rows in a tea break and stuff and it was it was just really easy to do so that's enough of aria stuff but remember crochet clan in capitals and um, will get you 50 percent off in ravelry 
So my final, final destination is a pair of socks that I've been working on, knitted rather than crocheted. Um, and it's the first ever pair of socks that I have designed. And again, you've heard me talk about this and you've seen various iterations on the podcast as it's moved along. And I'm finally finished with the pattern and I have set it. So the premise of Mini Mania is that you can get a very specific pair of striped socks. I really like um, self-striped yarn, but I find that the row counts differ from one stripe to the next and that I don't get as clean a number of rows as I would like. I'm very specific about stripes and I like a stripe to be even right the way down. So that's why I came up with this pattern for Mini Mania because every single stripe is exactly five rows. Um, so I won't go into it because it's knitted, but one of the reasons I wanted to work on this pattern was because for seven 20 gram mini skeins, you can actually get two pairs of socks out of it. So I got a um, 64 stitch pair of size seven socks, which fit Matthew and a 60 stitch pair of size 4 socks which fit my niece Darcy and um, it means that I have very little wastage have very little yarn left at the end of this project and I don't know about you I've got quite a few sets of minis in my stash and I wanted something that I can do with them which would be very very useful and I could get a lot of wear out of hence mini mania so if you are a sock knitter and you want to try out the pattern, again, as with all of my patterns, they come with a YouTube tutorial. Um, so there, it's specific to when you download the pattern, that's when you get access to it. But it means that you, you can have me take you through step by step and it's all time stamped. So if you only want help with the heel, you can go straight to the heel bit, same with the toes with the Kitchener stitch. Depending on what it is that you're after, I can take you to that stage in the pattern. Um, and yep, this will also be 50% off if you um, go to Ravelry and type in Crochet Clan. So let's move on to en route, or my lack of travelling with crochet. <laughs> and crochet socks in particular. I am still working on my two pairs of fallen leaves and I really haven't got very far. I'm just beyond the toe in my second sock and I'm just before the heel break for my first sock. Um, this is the pair that I'm doing the yarn comparison with. So I've got a hot pink pair which are um, Corridale and Nylon with no superwash treatment and then a beautiful blue with splashes of green in it pair which are um, again 80% Corridale 20% nylon but superwash treated as well and there's no real discernible difference I would say between the two they're not crocheting up any differently they've both got the same twist on them I don't feel like um, the superwash is helping or hindering in any way Sometimes when you work with the superwash yarn, you can almost feel like a bit of a squeak on it. That's not the case with this one. Both of them came from um, Catherine at Craftoon Treats. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to continue. The reason that I haven't been able to work on the first sock is because I'm at the heel split and crocheted sock heels need 
attention. It's not something that you can just dip into and dip out of. You need a concerted amount of time, I feel, um, to be able to sit and do them and do them properly and then move on to back into working on the round. And I just I haven't had the time to do that. So these are one of my projects I will be finishing off in November. Um, yeah, I, I will be working further on these. I just haven't been able to get them, which I said under the cal bit. I feel really badly about that, the fact that I've been running a cal and I haven't been able to um, <laughs> finish off my own um, project. But I just, I have to accept that I need to concentrate on the things that um, are part of the core business that are revenue making and that is getting ready for your podium. So this has had to take a bit of a backseat, both of them. But I will be back on them in November. You will see finished socks from me at the end of November, beginning of December podcast. Otherwise I should just give up and go home. <laughs> so that is my only en route. That's my only crochet en route. Um, I do have another one that I'm working on, but it's a design for a yarn company and I can't share it until it's out. So, um, yeah, this is the only one I can show you. Well, that was a short segment, wasn't it? So, on to feeding the habit. This section is a really good reflection of what I've been up to during the month, and that's usually the case. It shows shows I've been out to, places that I've visited, yarn shops I've been to, because I like to be able to support these places. And this month has been no exception to that. Um, it started off with a trip to an amazing place, um, which is um, Manor Farm Charitable Trust. And there's a sub-company to that called Hooligan Yarns, which is part of the reason for calling the podcast episode Frolicking with Hooligans. Hooligan Yarns is owned by a lady called Di and her husband Alan and they have a team of four people as well. And basically Di and Alan take in animals that would otherwise be killed. <laughs> let's, let's be as blunt as it is. They keep them and they look after them until they come to their natural end. And so they have, part of that is they have a slaughter-free flock of sheep. And um, my friend Beck knew about hooligan yarns and put them on to me. And when they had an open day, she was quick to ping me a message and say, do you want to come? I was like, yes, please. I'm always interested in anywhere where people are so passionate about what it is that they do. And that's certainly the case with Diane Allen. The care and consideration that they take over these animals is just incredible. So they have got sheep, goats, pigs, ducks, geese, chickens... A pony, donkeys, I think that's it. But it's quite a lot. It's about 170 animals. And what was really interesting going around the farm is you can see all of the personalities of these animals and how they flock towards Di and the team and just the care and attention that they take over them is just, it's beautiful to see. So, but of course, because they have sheep, they have to share the sheep. They have a guy that comes in and sits very calmly and um, 
slowly but carefully shears the sheep and there are videos of this up on um, their Instagram page Hooligan Yarns if you want to have a look at it and how it works and one of the absolute beauties of this because it's very small scale production is that you can get not just breed specific yarn back and it's wool you can get fleece specific and sheep specific so at the end of the tour you got taken into Diane's farmhouse kitchen and you got sat down and you had a brew and some cake and then you could go into their living room and you could buy wool that has come from parts of her flock and I, Beck and I were both saying <laughs> in the car on the way over there not buying any more wool, we don't need any more wool, it would be ridiculous to buy wool. And then you get there and you see the sheep that you can buy the wool from and you want to be able to support what it is that they do at Manor Farm. So of course I bought two cakes of wool. The first one is a beautiful white cream colour, almost like a, a buttermilk colour, it's beautiful. And it's a four-ply uh, wool that I got. It's very soft and it's lovely and um, it's from a sheep called Dottie and Dottie is a Jacob Dorset cross and has a huge personality with a real sense of humour which is true. I met Dottie and Dottie definitely has a huge uh, personality. She's lovely. So the connection that I've got to this wool because I've met Dottie is so much greater. The second one that I got is from a lovely fella called Elijah and Elijah is the gentle cream giant of the flock he's always respectful and never uses his considerable size of around 100 kilograms to get an unfair advantage at feeding time or treat time so Elijah is Scotland and I think it's mixed with alpaca and it's really lovely and soft um, and it's um. It's spun at the border mill, which is in the borders in between Scotland and England. Um, it's really lovely. And again, more emo emotional buy into this wool because I've stood in a field with Elijah and I've stood in a field with Dottie and I have fed them dried pasta. Who knew? That's one of our, that's sheep and goat treats. They love dried pasta. I think it crunches for them and they just really, they loved it and they were sniffing about in our pockets to come and um, get some. So I'll pop photos up um, in the show notes, but if you're interested in slaughter-free flocks, and there are a few, there are three that I know of in the UK, and there will be more abroad. So if you know of slaughter-free flocks in the countries that you're in, please ping me a message because I will start pulling together a list where I can just keep on adding to it. Because if that's something that interests you, then it would be really nice to have a comprehensive list. Um, the other two that I know of that are UK based are the Dalton Border Leicester flock um, and I'll put um, details into the show notes and you also have got um, Izzy Lane's flock. Izzy Lane is a fashion designer and so she uses quite a lot, I think she's got um, Shetlands are one of the breeds that she's got and she uses it a lot for weaving to go into outdoor jackets and stuff, really beautiful like gorgeous design um, but she also has yarns for sale and um, dyed up yarns as well so if you wanted 
um, kind of slaughter-free flocks, but you still wanted the dyed end, then Izzy Lane and the um, Dalton Bordelester flock do do that. Whereas Hooligan Yarns is always natural colours. Just so soft and so lovely and so much... Um, so much appreciation for what Diane Allen do. These people are passionate about it. They also both run jobs. They've got two other companies, so they do that on top of the farm. It's it's just incredible to go and see. So that was road trip number one. The following day, I went to there's a smallish um, yarn festival, which is about an hour from where I live, up and over the Derbyshire hills, and it's called Bakewell Wool Gathering, and Bakewell is the town that the infamous Bakewell Tarts came from. Um, and it's a nice little festival, it's not too big. Um, but I didn't have too long there. And one of the things I've been trying to do this year is kind of consolidate my stash. So I had a skein of um, Cumbria from the fibre company. It's in a very kind of rusty ginger colour. But I only had one skein. Which I could do something with, but I feel like I'm more likely to do something with it if I've got another colour to pair it off with. So knowing that Lily from Emily Folds, um, which is a yarn shop in Colne in Yorkshire, was going to be there, I thought, I'll bet you Lily will have this with her and I can pair it up. So I took my rusty coloured ginger colour one with me and I was looking to pair it up. And I did, but Lily didn't have the colour I wanted with her, so she posted it out to me, bless her. So what I've done is paired up that rust with, unsurprisingly, a light teal colour, because this is just, this has got fae written all over it. These are just my go-to colours. But what I'm hoping is that then makes that a much more viable um, use for me out of my stash, because I've got two to go at and um, I've just been doing this every yarn show, just going to my stash before I go to the show, looking at where the hill, the holes are, looking at the yarns that I really want to use and assessing why it is that I haven't used them yet, and if it's because I really want to pair them up with another one, then that's what I've been trying to bolster when I go to the shows. So this um, is it's a really nice wool. It's As I said, it's called Cumbria, and it's a mixture of Masson wool, merino and mohair. Now, I've not used the fibre company before. And when I've spoken to Lily about it in the past and said I would just, I would really love it if they did more with um, British wools or wools that are closer to home. And um, Lily showed me a new yarn that they had um, coming out, the fibre company had coming out. And so when she sent me my teal skein, She's so lovely. She also sent me a couple of skeins of the new one from the Fibre Company. And it's called Aaron Moore. And it's Donegal Heritage, a tweedy blend of fine merino, wool, cashmere and silk. And it's actually spun in Ireland. So the Fibre Company are actually doing what it was that they set out to do and trying to have more spinning done closer to home. Um, and this is... What does it say? Blending cashmere and silk with a fine merino wool creates an authentic tweed yarn of the finest quality with a colour palette reminiscent of the wild Irish coastlands. This Aran weight yarn was designed for makers appreciating the very best of luxury and tradition. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit thicker, this is um, 160 metres, 175 yards per 100 grams. 
and they're suggesting a kind of five to six mil um, hook and set of needles for it. And I just look, the colours are really beautiful. And one of the um, things that I love most about a tweed yarn is that you get little neps of colour in there. And by neps, what that means is little blobs and splodges. And it can be blobs of other types of wool. Sometimes I've known it to be plastic, which isn't so good, but it could be silk. A nep can be anything that's added in. So with the um, the dark teal one, it's got bright teal in there. It's got brown bits. It's got olive green bits, navy. There's bright blue. The, the neps are very in keeping with that one. Equally, you can get tweed yarns where the neps are completely contrasting and that can be really very interesting. And with the brown one, it's a mid fawny brown and it's got cream, gingery colours, um, almost a black nep in there as well. It's really lovely. The teal one in particular, I think, is destined to become the beginnings of a new bag design. Um, it's one that I started working up last month and... This is where it's at. I want it to be quite chunky and quite hard wearing. It's going to be quite a large crocheted bag. So yeah, watch the space for this one. Um, so the next little trip that I had out was a day off. I actually had a day off and I popped down to London to meet up with some of my lovely woolly friends and fellow crochet clanners. Um, Stasia was over from Russia and um, she comes over to London quite regularly and had put out and said, is anybody going to be about? I'm here for these dates. Does anyone fancy a meet-up? Um, and she ended up um, arranging to meet up with Lisa, who's Lisa Raspberry Crochet on Instagram. And so when I heard they were meeting up, I was like, um, I, I want in on that action. I, I'm coming too. <laughs> so I met up with those two and we had a lovely time. I managed to meet Stasia over at Tribe Yarns, which is a new yarn shop in Richmond, which is in Surrey, just on the outskirts of London. And it's amazing. It's a really funky yarn shop. I didn't buy anything in there because I got there late and I had very little time there. But I will be going back. A yarn shop that has got dance music on, like low level, not pumping it out but low level she has got a poster of madonna up on the back wall she's got a large neon sign this is a yarn shop that is making a statement that it's different it's full of the most vibrant colored yarns and it's beautiful and it is absolutely rammed she has got lots and lots of different um types of yarn, different brands in there and I cannot wait to go back and go and visit. The yarn shop owner is called Millie, she's lovely, she's great fun and I'm really looking forward to going back down there and spending a couple of hours at which point I will photograph it properly and I will tell you all about Tribe because it's a really nice yarn shop. <laughs> I said to Millie um, on Instagram that I'm coming back with my glow sticks next time. <laughs> We could have a little rave up in Tribe. Just, yeah. I, I cannot wait to go back to that yarn shop. So I met Stasia in um, Tribe. And then we met up with Lisa in a really cool bar cafe called 
drink shop do. <laughs> I can never remember it. I keep on wanting to, to call it make do and mend. <laughs> it's called drink shop do. Um, which is just up from King's Cross. So if you want somewhere to go meet with your friends that's very crafty, then that's a nice place to go to. They had lovely cake and peppermint tea and all sorts of loveliness. And we sat there for a couple of hours and just crocheted away and had a really good chat with each other. So um, Drink Shop do do craft nights. So on the night that we were leaving um, later on, they were doing Prosecco and pumpkin carving. That was the next course that they had going on. So if you're ever in London and you want to go somewhere quite funky and very craft related, then that's a nice place to go to. And I've popped the details into the show notes. Um, one of the things that Lisa and Stasia had already set up was that they were going to do a bit of a a yarn swap. And so I took them some bits and pieces and equally I was given some bits and pieces back. So um, one of the things that Stasia did was brought me um, wool that she was able to bring from Russia. So I have got 100% um, wool which is in a light fawny colour and what does it say on it obviously my Russian is every bit as good as my German and my Italian <laughs> it's called Troitsk yarn and it's 300 metres per 100 grams and it's got a real wooliness to it it's lovely and this is from what starts you're saying this is like a very affordable commercial wool in Russia um, and it's quite an interesting yardage because it's not quite sport weight and it's not quite four ply. So um, I'm looking forward to having a play with that. And then in the same or similar brand, she's also given me a Scottish tweed one, which is just, I love this. It goes back to the russety ginger and the teal that I got in the fibre company. It's called Scottish tweed and it's exactly that. It's a tweedy effect. Um, well, it's 100% wool. And it says tradition and quality since 1797. Um, and it's just such a beautiful blend of those two colours. And I was wondering about pairing it up with that fawny cream. But actually, um, Stasia has been lovely and has given me 200 grams of this. So I'm just thinking like a big chunky cowl or something would be lovely. You could even hold them double um, or just do a really lovely long cowl. The colours are beautiful um yeah so looking forward to having a play with that and it feels like a lovely soft but it's got quite a high twist on it so it's a substantial feeling um wool and then um one of the things that Stasia was wearing she has made if you don't follow her on instagram already i would particularly if you're interested in crocheting up garments Stasia has been on a garment crocheting mission over the last few months and she's done loads. What was lovely that um, at Edinburgh Yarn Festival when I met up with Lisa, she was crocheting up a goldenrod sweater, which is, um, she was doing it in a Rowan burgundy. And Stasia has also been crocheting up a goldenrod sweater and she was doing it in this kind of rose pink colour. And it's another... Um, it's a Russian yarn, but it's a Brazilian crossbreed and it's 50% wool, 50% acrylic. And so they were sat across from each other at the cafe, both wearing 
um, the same jumpers but very different looks because of the different colours of the yarn and the different feels. But it was just it was nice that they were both sat there in crocheted garments. Um, so yeah, I have a, a ball of that to play with as well. I'm actually thinking it might be really quite good for crocheting socks because again it's got a really lovely high twist on it. So there were all sorts of other bits and goodies in there as well. But the the thing that um Lisa gave to me that I really want to show off is um a beautiful stitch marker. Now Lisa does stitch markers and I think it's something that she really wants to get into. Lisa's always um she's also from Ireland and if you follow her on Instagram I love this. So what she does is she'll put the post her post up as um bilingual so you get it in English to begin with and then you'll get it in Gaelic. And because we've got the crochet clan running, one of the things that Lisa did was had a stitch marker made up and she's got one and I've got one and so it's got this beautiful engraving on the front and then on the back it says clan. But it says clan in Gaelic, so it's C-L-A-N-N. Now what I can't remember, Lisa, I think you said it's pronounced clan probably butchered that um i'll pop photos into the show notes um because i've got the clan and lisa has got the crochet and um so we've got matchy matchy stitch markers <laughs> and it's it's made in silver and it's just it's really beautiful i was i was um i was really touched by the different bits and pieces that i got from the ladies it was really nice to receive and that nice sentiment behind it as well. It's lovely. So I felt a bit spoiled, really. <laughs> I came away from London feeling um, like I'd had a proper day off. I don't mind telling you, I've been working all the hours. You know, you're lucky if I'm doing less than 14-hour days at the moment with work. And it's it's been kind of seven days a week for the last few weeks. So to get a proper day off and be able to go and spend it with some lovely friends. It was just, it was a really nice time. I loved it. Um, so Lisa also gave me a little mini. It's like a Christmas mini. It's like a, a snotty green Christmas mini. I love it. And that's from um, Vicky Brown Designs. Um, and it's called Rosy Apples. I know that in the sock cal, a lot of you have been using Vicky Brown's colours and Vicky's patterns, which is nice to see. Um, so, yeah, I've got that, which I think is going to be contrast um, heels or toes in a pair of crocheted socks. Maybe a maudlin, a pair of maudlins might be in the on the books. And she also gave me some silk mohair, which is by the brand Katia. And it's got purples and oranges and greens. It's like a proper halloween set. I am so in love with mohair at the moment. The jumper I've got on at the moment has got mohair in it. Loads of my jumpers have got mohair. I also love a batwing jumper. Basically, I belong in the 80s. That's that's what the deal is. <laughs> mohair and batwings, I, uh, I should have remained in the 80s and a bit of neon. It's all you need. Um, but I, I've i got a real thing for working with a load of mohair going into 2019. So this is just um, spot on. And I know that um, Katia is a brand that a lot of people really like. And I've not used them before. So I'm looking forward to um, trying that out. 
there's something very special about mohair and the effect that it has especially when you double strand it with another yarn it just completely changes the look and the feel and the colour dominance it's if you've not done it before give it a try because it, it leads to a very different type of fabric I have one final thing in feeding the habit which is that when Nikki from You Felty Thing sent through the skein for the prize for the sock cal she also sent me through a skein for me to try out for the work that I'm doing on um, different wool contents for socks, for crocheted socks and so what she sent me through is a skein which is called Budlia and it is that purple um, Budlia flower colour it's 300 metres for the 100 grams and it is 50% merino and 50% suri alpaca so it's soft now alpaca yarn was one of the things that I was looking for at Yarndale to try and find to make socks with Nikki was totally unaware of this so yeah I really struggled at Yarndale to find a blend with alpaca that I would want to crochet socks with and you can there's different stuff that you can read up on but quite a few of the forums I came across said that alpaca should be harder wearing than many other fibres and it's good for um, not creating moisture and not creating sweat. So therefore a blend with alpaca in your socks should be a good thing. So the fact that I've now got a 50% alpaca, 50% wool mix that I can try with socks gives me another one to test out over the coming um, winter months and then hopefully be able to feed back and let you all know what's wearing hardest, what's wearing best and um, actually, you know, do some really good factual um, investigation on different blends for socks. On to quick news beats. Um, the first one is Global Hookups. I'm not going to do one in November, so the next one will be in December. Don't worry, don't panic. It's not that I'm never going to do them again. I just know that after Yarn Podium, I'm going to have hit a brick wall just with the amount of stuff that I can do and I need some recuperation time. My uh, battery levels are like on the blinking, you've got 1% left. <laughs> and so what I want to do is chill out in November, stop putting myself under so much pressure, stop trying to do everything for all the people have a month where I just don't do a lot and I do all of the things that I need to do to make myself recharge my batteries. So in December my plan is to come back with global hookups and actually set a diary's worth for kind of six to seven months going through to the middle of next year, probably 2019, telling you exactly when the dates are. So that's the plan. Um, so yeah, not nothing in November but back in December. Um, meet up in Glasgow I know a couple of you have said you're interested in doing that so if you are just ping me a message I'm going to be at the Queen of Pearls which is on Argyle Street in a really nice looking studio on the 24th of November which is a Saturday from 3.30 I'll probably be there until about 5 if you want to go there and then go and have a coffee and do a bit of crochet and it would be really nice Charlie from the Love Charlie podcast with some Instagram friends is hosting a whip along throughout November so it starts on the 1st finishes on the 30th and um, like I say it's all on Instagram and you just need to 
get rid of some of your whips. You just need to work through them and then use um, hashtag whipvember. So W-I-P-V-E-M-B-E-R, whipvember. Um, I was thinking about doing something like a, a whip along, but Charlie's doing it, so I'm not going to. I'll just use her hashtag instead. Um, but basically, I really want to go into the new year only carrying through one project which means I have got quite a few that I need to finish off. I've got socks on the go. I've got three. Yeah, I've got three pairs of socks on the go. One crochet, two knitting. I've got a jumper that I'm on. I've got a crochet top that I'm on. And so I want to get all of those finished. I want to go into 2019 with a clean slate, knowing that I can... I'm not taking any of the excess baggage with me. I'm moving forward with new projects new outlook and I can sit on New Year's Day and work out what my making what I want my making to look like in 2019 what it is I want to um feature and what it is I want to be working on so <laughs> what that means is that I should not be casting on any new projects or hooking on any new projects between now and the end of December unless I've finished all my whips so, on to Big Up. I don't think I've ever told you before about my sister-in-law, Sarah. This is Matthew's sister. And Sarah is an author. Her name is Sarah Painter. She's got a decent-sized back catalogue. And you can find her stuff on Amazon and um, some of it's on Audible as well. Sarah was down visiting us this weekend. And it was just, it was so lovely to catch up with her. She's right at the end of just um, having published another book. Slightly different genre for her this time. She's doing urban fantasy and she started a series which is called the Crow Investigation Series. Book one has ju literally just, it launched and then she came to see us. And then um, book one is called The Night Raven. And when we were talking over the dining table during the course of the weekend, I had given Sarah one of my project bags, um, which is part of a, a kit, and suggested that she pulls together whatever colours she wanted in the linen threads, threads that I use for the kits to um, create her own raven. And then we thought, well, why don't we do a little giveaway between our two companies? And um, I thought, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> and so what I did was I um, doubled up whatever Sarah chose for the kit colours. I doubled up so that I can do this as a prize. So if you would like to win the prize bundle, go to Instagram and make sure you're following Sarah's account, which is at Sarah Painter Books and my business account, which is at Knit It Hook It. And you just, you will find the post um, for this prize. Comment on the post. And that's at Knit It Hook It. Tag a friend if you want to. It's not compulsory. And simply comment by 12pm um, GMT on the 9th of November. And we will then pull the prize using random number generator from the comments. But like I say, this is a total... Uh, this will not be available anywhere. I will not put it out in the shop. You can buy the bag kits, of course, but you will not be able to get them with the linen colours that we've pulled together. Um, yeah. 
something a little bit extra. I'm hugely proud of what it is that Sarah's done. She works really, really hard. She's got a um not dissimilar to myself, she's got a little office space out in her garden and she goes out there and she works right the way through the day. She has to have the self-discipline of working from home and being an author and um I'm just I'm so proud of what she's doing and I thought, well, I don't often bring personal stuff into the podcast and I thought I'm really proud of Sarah and I want to sh- I want to show her off and I want to share her with you. So Sarah is shared. Right. One little thing on Jador is the latest thing that we have been watching. Um I had this recommended to me by my friend Sam Wimuri at Yarndale. She said that I would love this and I do. It's a new well, it's not new. It's a newish TV programme called The Marvellous Mrs. Maisel. It's set in New York. It's um kind of late fifties and it's witty and intelligent and it's got great dialogue and it's about a young uh, wife who ends up becoming a stand-up comedian and pushing boundaries, pushing social boundaries um, at a time where women were not seen as equals. Not that we particularly are now, but um, you know, at a time where it was much, much worse. And it's just, it's funny and the dresses are beautiful. The costumes are incredible. The settings are... Um, gorgeous and it's really good fun um, yeah so it's on Amazon so if you have access to Amazon The Marvellous Mrs Maisel I thoroughly recommend it if you like really quick sharp witty dialogue um, with a nice quick punchy story perfect I, I really am enjoying it a lot <laughs> I think that's it I think that's everything it kind of needs to be because I'm frozen and I need a wee, which is not a good combination. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Sorry if it's been a little bit short. Everything is about your emporium at the moment. Everything is about making that the best show possible. If you want to see how it works for me, go to at Knit It Hook It on Instagram. That's where I'll be posting all the bits and pieces for it. Wish me luck. I am terrified. I'm sure it will be okay. I've got lots of lovely support. Lots of you guys are coming to see me as well, which I'm so looking forward to giving out hugs. But I'm still cacking myself. (laughs) It's a massive step forward. And I just want it to be as good as I can make it. So I'm going to stop watering. I'm going to um, go and get the next load of stuff ready for the show. Thank you. See you next month. you're all well we've had our first major frost um today it's um i'm recording on a monday morning which is quite unusual for me but um it's freaking freezing so you might hear the click of my heater going um i've got an oil um i don't know if you can pick that up we've got like some representation from the 1960s and there's an 
an iron and bone man that still goes around and he has got like the old thing that goes, any old iron, any old iron. So let me just let him go. Or I could just start again. Let's just start again. Come on. Stop with the stupid hair. So I'm going to move on to final destination. Um, right, have it. Come on. Get with the programme. I'm going to speed up because I'm absolutely frozen. Um, on to quick news beats. Um, Glogo, glib, glim, 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 Glogo? What's Glogo? Do you know what Glogo is? I don't know what Glogo is. Mm -mm -mm. 